I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Does talking trash on social media really impact the outcome of a football game? Rivals has arrived. All right, welcome to another episode of Rivals. Scott Mitchell, Jason Buck here. Of course, BYU, Utah play each other. Not not too distant future, within two months. And uh, players are already uh, upping their game. And they're on social media specifically Twitter, telling each other what's going to happen in the game, major trash talking going on. Does it really impact like the outcome of the game, uh, or can this be something that actually harms your chances of winning? I, I think it absolutely can harm your chances of winning. I think it's like stupid. And you got this generation of kids that have built their life around trash well, talking. Muhammad, Muhammad Ali talk trash all the time. Yeah, he was He's a boxer, a, not a football player. What does it have Come to on. do with it, whether it's boxing or it's sports? Dude, you know, every football locker room from 1920 and Newt Rockney to our day we had newspaper clipping wall, and we'd have one coach at least in charge or GAs in Bulletin charge. Bulletin board fodder. Bulletin board fodder. And they would go out and dig up every newspaper clipping and every interview they could and highlight the trash talk you know, from the papers, which is the same thing as this. And it was to get you fired up. And, dude, I went by and re- I okay, read that hang, board. Hang on, I read that board, on, and I was hang, frothing. Hang on just a second. To kill people. It was so, a great motivator. So you aren't motivated enough without that? In other words, you could potentially be lackadaisical? You could just go into No, the not game. me. I know. So so it shouldn't even matter. So a like, lot of players are. But don't you just go into every – No, they're not. They, a lot of all, players are duh. Everyone goes into every game, Jason – <laughs> properly motivated. Not ready to play. No, they're ready to play. So so all of a sudden it made us play better. It just magically we were Dude, Utah we, we okay. found Utah's not gear. ready to play every week. That's one of their biggest knocks on them the last three, four, five years I've been watching them. They're you tell me they've been ready to play every single week, twelve games in the, of the year. Well, I don't I don't they I, don't lay an egg. I they hypothetically like, was making that statement. I believe right. I believe it's for whatever reason, human nature. We get we get lackadaisical, right? So you have some we, fodder we out have, there to give them a little extra juice. Maybe it's just a certain time of month that we're just not, you know, we're we're, we're having an emotional cycle. Quarter, I don't quarter, know. Quarterbacks have a cycle. I think. I, I believe think, that. I, I think not, not, ha- you I, believe quarterbacks have a not, cycle? Qu- not quarterbacks. <laughs> I believe. I believe men. I believe men actually have a. I do. Don't, didn't you? No, didn't, they are. They're, supposed, notice, they're supposed to have a hormonal. Wait, uh, Surge recalibration, yeah. recalibration, yeah. We don't. We are <laughs> not doctors. We do not know what we're talking about. We, we're doctors of football, and quarterbacks have a cycle. But we did, all have to worry but about. Didn't, but didn't hey, you, everybody, be nice to Scott today. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you find those times? Didn't you find those times when, when you weren't quite as, you know, motivated, or it was just harder to get going for some reason in a game than others. There, there are, yeah, you're always battling You're not that. always at your best. You're always battling that, right? Yeah. To get keyed up and ramped up for the right moment and how to use it. You know, I would sit in the locker room for quiet time before I went into the weight room. 
to get myself keyed up for the weight room, right? Yeah. You know, to, to have that intensity level and get what I wanted out of it. And and you're right in the game. It's it, you've got to work at getting keyed up and and ready. And there's games that are better than others, but I, right, I well, think extra fuel, man. You're always come on. The old great coaches would always say, "Don't give the other team fodder and another reason added, to get fired added up." Motivation, added motivation, and in this trash talking, I'm have zero tolerance for it as the head coach. If I'm Kalani, man, I'm clamping down on that hard. But somebody said he's kind of encouraging it. Is that right? Well, he's okay so with so it? that's the other side of it for for me in this situation because I know of guys. Muhammad Ali is a, a, an example. He's of that. a great trash talker. But I know guys that played football that like they they tended to play better if they talk trash. Yeah, it's usually the DB, and DBs and receivers. I remember Brian Cox when I played for the Miami Dolphins basically told the entire city of Buffalo, New York, that they were all a bunch of losers and like he hated to go. I mean, he called out everybody. Oh, kill him. Exactly, and He'd you know what? Him. And Brian Cox walked out of walked out of the locker room down the tunnel on onto the field and you know how they have like a little awning that protects yeah. the players as they're walking down the open tunnel yeah so no one throws or spits or dumps something on them yeah the whole team walks under the the t- the tunnel not Brian Cox he walks out with his fingers blazing giving them the number 1 sign right down the tunnel so he talked all this trash all week long. And he's long. backing it up, man. And, and you know, and you know, you know who won the game? The Miami Dolphins killed Buffalo like forty-six to six. Crazy. And and it was so. I I I can see it happening both ways. Actually, I can see Crazy. where you go. You know what? Our players actually need to have a little bit of that extra swagger in order to really get. They need to. They need to kind of call themselves out in order to get ready to well, play. Had, you didn't have the swagger without doing that. I mean, I I did it in the way I played. I had my sack dance, and I, I went nuts during the game. And I guess that's kind of did you ever get to use space. your sack dance? Quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few photos of it. Evidence. All right. So I'm in Wyoming, and this this fan, the crowd's chanting "F U B Y U" the whole student section, and probably part of the other section. So it was just rocking the place, right? F U B Y U, meaning like faith. Yeah, faith, like faith fun, fun BYU oh. with no other nah, things. Nah, in it. Just keep just going fun on. BYU. Yeah. Don't try so, spelling anything. No, no, <laughs> I'm not spelling anything. <laughs> Edit that. So they're doing. Everybody knows. And I put their first quarterback out of the game, uh, first series of the game. And they had – Erickson was their head coach then, so they were a threat for the conference championship. That was an important game. And they're making a drive to kind of try to stay in the game at the end of the game, third quarter-ish. And I sacked their quarterback again. And the, the, uh, the next quarterback, I sack him. And uh, I get up I get up off the sack and I point at the crowd and I do a bow, Right. And they're chanting "nephew BYU," and I do a bow, and dude, that place went nuts. People are trying to climb over the railing. I come over the sideline. They're throwing beer cans at me, and trash is hitting me. And people are trying to get at me, and they're swearing at me. Guys are yelling out of the stands. I brought investigators, and now they're never joining the church. <laughs> I still remember guys doing that from the sideline. Just, I mean, they'd all gone insane, right? Lavelle comes up to me and puts his arm around me. Go, hey, Jace, that was pretty dang funny. But you got to remember who we represent. <laughs> That's what Lavelle said to me in the middle of the game. But so I was guilty of doing a little trash Muhammad Ali move, but it was in the middle of a game, right? 
and it was in their face. Yeah, I don't and, have a problem with that. Yeah, it was a good one. It was kind of legendary, but uh, barely got out of there alive. It was kind of that Brian Cox moment where you barely got out of the stadium alive. But I like I like trash talking. The older I get, the more I the more I do it. <laughs> I you know what I do more of it as I get older. Too. I actually do. <laughs> I, it's bad. I thought you should be nicer when you get older. I just I have no tolerance for people anymore. I, I've I I'm just, shorter patience. Yeah, isn't that funny? I know. I'm not as good at trash talking as you are. We've become we've become grumpy old men. Yeah. So you and I are a force. You're the trash talker, and I'm the enforcer. Yes. Together, we're a good pair. We're the we're the the Wonder Twins. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we can think of a better one. (laughs) The Wonder Twins. All right. This round of rivals is over. It's over, and uh, no more trash talking. Freaking Kalani and the team. Don't do that because it'll come back and bite you in the game. All right. Uh, He's Jason Buck. That's Scott Mitchell. We are powered by KSL Sports, and you can find us on Facebook at The Rivals Podcast and on Twitter at The Rivals Show. And later on, we'll, uh, we'll see you then.